Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello, hello, we are the SDL boys and we are back for season four. We are ready to go. We're taking rock and roll as Trish Stratus would say. I am the GOAT David Campbell and I am joined uh, by the traitor, the scumbag, the man who stabbed me in the back at the season four draft. That is Scott McLeod. Well, David... I must call back to our season three finale show. You said you didn't want any friends this season, so you know, careful what you wish for, because you just might get it, man. Right, Nicole Scherzinger settled down over there. I've, I've had time to reflect <laughs> on it. All right, and you know it was a smart business move. I'm all about the smart business moves. Um, so well done to Scott picking Miz and Morrison. But listen, we're going to get into the draft action this right now. Uh, you can go back to the draft show for the full dissection of all the teams. We sort of comment on it as we go. Make sure you check that one out on the Spotify uh, Suplex Retweet Extra feed. It's all. Uh, it's also on our YouTube channel and a very very nice video form that uh, Daniel Campbell has put together with graphics. So. You go check that one out as well. But we're going to run through the top three scorers of the week. And Scott, we do have uh, actually five to get through today. Uh, because it is the first week, things they do take a bit to settle in. Captaincy changes and stuff like that. It's pretty consistent. Um, but we have four people tied for second place. And Alistair Black, who's the captain of Team 1%, uh, headed up by Stephen Wilson. Um, we have Charlotte Flair. Um, also in six points, headed up by heading up Team Viscera by Gary Kernahan. We have Rhea Ripley heading up Team Debevedet, or whatever Dave Hockney's team's called. Um, <laughs> she is the she is his captain, and then of course the Royal Rumble winner, Mister Drew McIntyre, captaining Alan McLucas's undisputed. Um, all in six points, all doubled because of the captaincy. Uh, Scott, are there any surprises in that four? list and who do you think all of these were round one singles picks is there any there that you think will outshine the others i think out of all of them alistair black is a big surprise i mean he's consistently featured on tv but ripley as nxt women's champion she's potentially building to a match at mania she's got a match coming up uh takeover and the other two are the royal rumble winners so expect them to be heavily featured on tv black it's like most of I didn't expect him to be on a level playing field with them, but I think that's where the captaincy pays off for him, like him being Stephen's captain. It doesn't mm-hmm. as a fight between people's captains at the moment. The thing is, though, with Black, and I've always said this, he's guaranteed TV wins and he's guaranteed TV matches. And that's something I want to pay attention to this year is how people are picking up points because it's not necessarily just someone who's going to appear every week. If you've got an Alistair Black or we'll see, of course, Jack Graham picked Rowan, which is a pick that could pay off once he's back on TV because we know these guys are going to pick up the victories and get the winning points for the team and build that up. So if you look at that list of four there, McIntyre and Ripley do compete quite regularly, so you're going to get that. Um, Alistair Black, 
um, like we said, we've seen in squash matches mostly recently. Charlotte Flair, possibly the only question mark because she's not going to be the main feature on Raw. I don't know how much she would compete going down to NXT or going sideways to NXT. So I don't know Charlotte Flair will continue to crack the top three every week. Do you think that's a fair statement? Uh, it's a fair statement because she's not really wrestling that much on TV. I don't know if they want any like overexposed in, in matches because obviously you know she's probably going to win those anyway, being the Rumble winner. Yeah, I think they're doing if they're doing this like slow burner season. Who exactly she's going to face at Mania? Is it going to be Ripley? Is it going to be some sort of triple threat? So it's kind of <sighs> a, a slow kind of pick, I think, for now. I think they did a great job on NXT um, of teasing Belair's involvement. Um, but I re- I don't think it will. I think it will be a one-on-one match. I think Ripley is the one who they want to build up against Charlotte. And even by having that match against Charlotte, you know, that's that's uh, that's a crowning achievement in itself to get a featured match, an NXT title match at WrestleMania. So we'll need to see how it pans out. Bel Air, I think, will um, possibly... He's not got a weak team, but I think um, it Lucas should have picked her in a war round than he did in round two. Um, speaking of that, we there is one more thing to talk about, Scott, because we have our top scorers for the week, and that's a fact that is undisputed. Because the top scorers for the week were the captains of Team Go, the co-captains. First ever time co-captains. Bobby Fish. How much fish can Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? And Kyle O'Reilly. What do you think of the decision for me to put them captain? And even in a losing effort this week in NXT TV, still coming out with eight points. I think it was a smart decision given, like, again, the captains amongst two people and... Looking at this week's NXT, the Undisputed Era as a whole, kind of all over the show. So they're all four of them work together like, as, they, as they usually are. So, because it's very rare to see one member of the Undisputed Era without the other guys there. So mm-hmm. I think, appearance wise, even though they, like you said that they lost this week, it was a smart decision. Although, how it will pay off in the next few weeks is hard to tell because you don't know how far NXT plans on taking this Broserweight tag team. Well, the thing is, Scott, I've just said how wins are important. But I'm going to backtrack that statement a wee bit because I believe there's some superstars on certain shows who are absolutely win-proof in the undisputed era as a collective are like that. They are featured so much every week on NXT. They are the centre of every story. You now have Roddy and Velveteen. You now have uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish and the bros away, you have Adam Cole and Champa. Their unit is involved in at least four storylines. That's like appearance points racking by, to be up to 10 times a show. You know what I mean? So that is why I picked them as my captains, and I'm glad that they set this foundation in the first week, because otherwise I would have looked like a bit of an idiot, I think. First time a tag team has shared the captaincy on the show. And what is that, Scott? Uh, that is a moment that is historic. To quote Sarah Grieve, we are going to go um, look at the top 10 in 10th place, Scott. It is yourself. Uh, a slow week. Um, justify what makes you more comfortable that you will come back a, with, a bit with a bang in the next couple of weeks and climb that table. I'm playing kind of a long game with some of my picks because I've got Mizzou Morrison, who at Super Show that I'm confident will be smacked champions. I think Cole will hold the AT title until at least TakeOver weekend. And Basil wasn't on TV this week, but she's going to be back. 
very soon she is my captain. I think she's going to bring some big things for me. So I think for a reason to have a slow burn with me, but I'll start from the bottom and work my way up. Right, and then like, we have Ross right above you, the only picks that matter. He will be joining us in the studio um, in a couple of minutes, I believe. Uh, we then have Team Viscera in eighth. We have the Team Wine Lover in seventh. Uh, oh, there's a surprise. At mid-table, it smells like Team Spirit. How's it going, Jack? <laughs> you little cheating, thieving bastard. Um, at number five, it's a newbie, a new, a local boy, uh, Daniel Campbell, at number five with the Elik experience. Um, Alan, always thereabouts at the top of the table, always have the question marks surrounding his team, but he always manages to pay it off. So he's sitting quite comfy at four right now. You know, so we'll see how Alan Alec Lucas's undisputed does. Um, I am in uh, joint second, actually, um, as Team Go and the 1%, um, sharing second place on 16 points. And as Team D1 is H, I got it right. Team D1 is H with David Hockney at number one. It's got a good week for Hockney. Do you see any cracks in the armour coming down the road? I'm hoping for them. Correct, because Hockney <laughs> is the first two-time like, winner of this draft. I will not allow anybody but Hockney. Back-to-back seasons, and it's, it's very, very possible. Um, we look at the stats for every show, um, and we actually see Hockney. He doesn't perform well in mid-table on Raw, mid-table on NXT, mid-table on AEW. Um, he doesn't have anyone from NXT UK. Um, but he's actually, he was the top-ranked scorer on SmackDown. So the thing with David Hockney is, like, they call Gary Kernahan the new Monday Night Messiah of ESSR. They call me the Wednesday Night Delight on NXT. <laughs> um, however, David Hockney seems to be the every man of every brand, is how we might nickname him this season. Do you think the fact that David Hockney is picked and chose from every single brand across the spectrum of the ESSR's fantasy draft world has helped him a wee bit? Probably because like some if you heavily pick like people from one brand it can really hinder you because you'll do well on like NXT but then soon Smith comes or somebody else might overtake you. So mm-hmm. you you'll do fine for the most of the week and provided all of your SmackDown picks pay off. That will really help him take him back up the leader of every the end of every week. So I think he's like been a smart choice. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Um. Sorry. Can you can you pause this, Scott? Are you able to pause? Scott, I've just got a text. I've just got a text from your brother. All right. He's saying he's not coming on the show. Oh no. He said to me, he, he texted me and he said, sorry bitches, I'm in a hot tub right now and like I said before, I'm far too busy to do a stupid show like Saturday Draft Live. I'm typical. Can you believe this? A second time, a second week in a row. He's fucking big time, this man. You know what I'm going to do? You know what, you know what I'm going to do, Scott? I'm going straight to Stephen Wilson. This needs to stop. This needs to stop. Ross McLeod is not above everyone else. And by hook and by crook, Ross McLeod will be on Saturday Draft Live next week. Are you with me, Scott? Are we going to make this happen? We're going to make this happen, man, one way or another. 
and we're going to quiz him and we're going to grill him and I'm going to say the things that I want to say to Ross McLeod to his face and that is a guarantee, young viewers. From Scott. Goodbye. And from me, fuck Ross McLeod. Goodbye. <laughs>